You're listening to Codecast Zambia, brought to you by Agora Code. We are growing the community of developers across Zambia, one line of code at a time. Visit agoracode.community for more information, or like us on Facebook, at Code Agora. We're on Twitter too, at Code Agora. Hi, my name is Mochu Kaingu. I'm the founder of Circuit Business Solutions and founder and CEO of Upjourney. You're listening to Codecast. Welcome to episode 11 of Codecast. Uh, we're back with the team. I'm so happy today we've got Wizzy and Cynthia here after yeah. such a long... Full, full, full squad. Full squad. Today we're going to do things a little bit different, right? Different but the same. Different but the same. Yeah. And we have a special guest and he will introduce himself. I'm Mucho Kaingu. Uh, I'm the founder of uh, Secure Business Solutions and the founder and CEO of AppJourney. Shall we do this, lady and gentlemen? Let's do this. Let's yes. do this. Let's do this. Today in the news, Facebook, <laughs> they're back again. It's starting to sound like an obsession, Elias. Listen, it's like every week. I just report on the news, okay? I don't make it, okay? So uh, today in Facebook news, this, this is quickly going to become a section, but today in Facebook news, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp were down uh, a couple of days ago. Some of you might have noticed, some of you might not some of you, like me, might have blamed your career. Sorry mm. to my career. Uh, but yeah, Facebook was down, Instagram was down, and WhatsApp was down. And they kind of didn't explain anything. So all they said was it wasn't a DDoS attack. And it had something to do with a server configuration change. When has Facebook ever explained anything to us, though? So this is something we're talking about, right? Uh, how Google's approach was different when something earlier in the week happened. Maybe you can talk more about that. Yeah, so like I was looking at Facebook's response to everything. Uh-huh. And that was just after looking at Google's response to something that most people didn't even know happened. Yeah. Uh, Gmail was down for a bit. Google Photos. I just learned that today. Pretty Me much too. most of the cloud platforms. And there's like a lengthy explanation with details on each day and what at what time they implemented the fix and what the what the ratio of errors was like a detailed explanation and so mm-hmm. it's i'm just look for the all the information google takes from me sometimes i'm okay with them getting it. <laughs> well uh i think i think it's, it's 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 a good thing to be transparent now i can't speak to what the problem was who knows it might have been another data breach but <laughs> i'm just saying like it was weird that they only gave that explanation and that was that are we going to address how every... cynthia is always the go-to person yeah, for everything facebook? Yeah. Oh, yeah cynthia defend yourself firstly uh-huh. i do not work for <laughs> facebook I do not work for Facebook. Mm-hmm. If I did, I would have been driving my wonderful Range Rover, which is still stuck on my wardrobe because it is still in picture form. Yes. <laughs> <It's easy Facebook. laughs> oh, you can afford the picture of a Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> I am a volunteer for Facebook Developer Circles, uh-huh. where we teach the developer tools. Uh-huh. I do not work for Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Point of correction. So th- there's your disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, long awaited. <laughs> so if we see you with that Range Rover, <laughs> know that I am with Facebook. Yes, or Google. Okay, <laughs> speaking of Facebook developer circles, uh, women in tech. Oh yeah. So as Facebook developer circles, we held a week long of events that were targeted towards women. 
celebrating the women. It was from the 4th to the 9th of this month. And we targeted high school students, there were college students and the working women as well. I was very, I was not in the country. I was representing Facebook developer Sekol Usaka in Harare, where mm -hmm. I was doing a training for two days with kids and with college students. But back here, we had over a hundred women come for the women intake event, as opposed to the the one last year, which yeah. was only about 50, was that less, 50? less than 50. Actually. Yeah, less than 50. Yeah. So we've seen almost uh, a triple, triple of that yeah. number, which puts a smile on my face. Yeah, and I think we've always stressed how Cynthia is an advocate for uh, everything women when it comes to technology. Yeah. I mean, I remember that interview, very passionate. Uh, we had an interview with your Christian voice one day and uh, she was very passionate about it. It was yeah. very interesting. I almost cried. Oh. That's how passionate you can. Oh, no, I always yeah. say you can mess around with the man that I am with, but don't mess around with my work for girls. <laughs> Facebook, if you're listening, that Range Rover, mm. that Range Rover, still on my go, wardrobe. Yeah, it will go really nicely with the a red one, by the way. Red, really? Red, mm, yeah. really? Yeah. Red? I know. Really? Yes. Okay. Elias. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're very impartial. We don't judge people's choices. Um, but red, though. So you use <laughs> Apple devices. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um, something I found out this week. Uh, so you know how uh, most countries now are looking at electronic voting and stuff, right? Including uh, Zambia. Yeah. Oh, yes. Including Zambia. I'm very skeptical about that. You know our problems here are quite... <laughs> They're simple but complicated, you know? Uh, it's very interesting. So, like, um, basically, in Switzerland, right, they're about, well, they're close enough to rolling out an electronic voting system. So they, they kind of opened it up for everybody to kind of, like, test it out and, you know, more like a, a hunt for bugs and that sort of thing. And um, an MIT research lab kind of found, like, a serious flaw in the code, basically. So, in terms of verific verification of results, right, uh, in between uh, the source of the votes uh, to them being declared as official votes, there is this thing that happens where uh, the results are shuffled and then decrypted and that sort of thing. So, right there, there's a loophole and someone can actually, like, swap votes legitimate votes for illegitimate ones and no one would yeah. ever know that mm. and that's pretty yeah. crazy yeah. yeah it's really really crazy but the uh, the good part is there's there's a bounty like you know one of these uh bug finding bounty searches mm -hmm. they've opened it up so you can pretty much take part and win some money yeah true i think where it's like we always say that i think where software is involved there are always pros and cons eh? mm. in this case um, in this case, yeah, of course, uh, costs, yeah, things like costs, efficiency, you don't have uh, people counting votes. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, where software is involved, there are a lot of vulnerabilities, there are yeah. a lot of backdoors, there are a lot of loopholes. And I don't know, there are, I guess there are pros and cons to everything, you can't really, uh, it's 50-50. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Speaking about software vulnerabilities, uh, Boeing 737. Oh yeah, that's interesting though because yeah. uh, from from everything I read, and I can't speak to the legitimacy of some of these reports, yeah. um, 
there's people that say they were like sending reports to Boeing about the actual bug yes and yeah, asking yes. them to fix it yes oh I have, I have the report I read part of the report well the software bit and they never really addressed the issue it's only now mm. I'm told, I don't know if the report is out mm. yeah but it seems to be how did you get the report though um never mind <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm actually very curious. Yeah, not, not, not the crash report. <coughs> no, the, the, the first one that was issued out. It's it's really interesting because they they say um they had a fix for it. Mm-hmm. Like you had to I don't know if you had to turn off something or like they had a fix for it, a temporal fix. They just mm-hmm. never got around to fixing it permanently and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh the funny thing I had was that it w- the rollout was delayed by the government shutdown in the US. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, so Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Does he know he's got like the blood of 100 and what? 57? Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy, but like, yeah, like software vulnerabilities mm. and serious business. Speaking of software vulnerabilities, um, based on electronic voting, right? Uh, there's this, um, I forget what they're called. I know it's DARPA. I think it's like defense advanced research or something like that mm-hmm. so like they're open sourcing uh, this 10 million dollar open like project on electronic voting so it's basically a methodology like it's meant to kind of address some of the vulnerabilities that are there like in the swiss voting system and so on and so forth and kind of uh form like a foundation for other people to build uh secure systems and uh kind of improve on like some of the issues that we've raised in some of these reports you know what i think though about electronic voting, I think um, blockchain will be the answer for electronic voting. Yeah. Hmm. Because, well, yeah. the distributed ledger basically can be used to authenticate uh, votes from different uh, polling sure. stations, yeah. etc. I actually read something on that, funny enough, and I think uh, blockchain is a really big thing, eh? And I, I, w- I was thinking of it, I think we need to do an episode on that because yeah. it's, it's a word being loosely thrown around these days. Yeah, yeah I mean, the association is yeah. Bitcoin, right? It's Bitcoin. Yeah, blockchain. 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 Oh, Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. yeah but Crypto. like, yeah. But it's, it's way bigger than that. Uh, yeah, so it's Especially it's in the Zambian context, I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about that bit. Mm. Yeah. So if we could do an episode and educate the people, yeah. that yeah. would be really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys heard of Project Civil, though? Project Civil. No. Yeah. So basically, in the US, uh, journalism is sort of moving platforms to blockchain. So, oh, yeah. So basically, uh, journalism is moving to using blockchain as a, as, as a platform. So one of the biggest uh, issues they're trying to solve is false news as well. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how exactly how they're going to do that, but that's something you should look into. And, you know, there's a whole podcast on Project Civil, so mm-hmm. I think I should put a link in yeah, the description. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, um, I'll put links as well for uh, all the research on voting systems, uh, electronic that is, mm-hmm. and all listeners can can look through and make a decision for themselves. Mm. Uh, okay, so to wrap up the news section, some housekeeping. Uh, Apple is holding an event on the 25th of March. I guess I'm the only person, well, today there's two of us uh, that uh, care about this. Uh, They haven't given any details, like, (laughs) they haven't given any details, but uh, rumors are going around that it has something to do with uh, their new streaming service.
So apparently they're 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 thinking about rolling out uh, the kind of like Netflix type mm. uh, yeah, service. Yeah. On and that the, note, I, I yeah. So Microsoft shut down theirs right this week. Microsoft had a streaming server. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> 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 anyway, we won't go into that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Why has uh, it taken Apple so long, though? Well, I, 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 I honestly can't speak to why it's taken so long, but I don't think this is like strange for Apple. Apple aren't exactly They're always late to the party. Yeah, you can say that, but they, they, they've never been the type of company that like. I might get a, a bit of flack for this, but like they've never been the innovators in the industry. No, at least innovators. they haven't. They no, haven't no. been for a long time. Not yeah. since like the Apple II and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. No, I mean like even things like the iPod yeah. and stuff. Like for them, it was basically looking at what the market needed, looking at what existed to fill that hole, mm. and then improving on it. Okay, uh, in more housekeeping news, uh, Apple also announced their WWDC, so Worldwide Developers Conference, is going to be on the 3rd of June, which, by the way, is the day after my birthday, just saying. So you won't even afford a lot of the products. Listen, listen, why, 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 why are you trying to take this away from me? <laughs> is that him trying to say we need, like, his present should be nope. as... Uh, no, I was just saying, I just, I just want to do Elias a, a favor, we'll get him an Android device for his birthday. Oh, yeah. That would be good enough. my friends. In... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's aiming too high. <laughs> In uh, the last piece of news, uh, the Android Q beta is live. Uh, I don't use Android, so this doesn't matter to me. I, I still wow. don't use Android P, but we'll get into that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think um, that wraps up the news for today. News section. Yeah. Okay, today is, uh, today is an interesting topic. We're talking about, um, technically we're talking about everything scalability. Uh, scalability. Uh, from a business perspective, from a technical perspective as well. We're going to touch on that a little bit. And uh, yeah, it'll be good. So to start it all off, I'm going to throw the mic over to uh, Muchu. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the space, basically. Okay. So um, as uh, Mkuma has uh, introduced, my name is uh, Muchu, Muchu Kaingu. I'm the founder of Circuit Business Solutions and the founder and CEO of AppTourney. AppTourney is a mobile app uh, that provides access to the Zambian law. Just a little bit on my background. Uh, I've been developing uh, software and uh, apps for the past uh, 10 years. Um, I started out uh, in consultancy, then went into uh, employment uh, uh, up to a point where I was heading the IT department uh, of one of the big retailers in, in Zambia called uh, uh, SPA, uh, after which I decided to venture out and uh, do what I loved. Uh, the most, uh, which is uh, developing uh, software. So we started out uh, Circuit Business Solutions uh, yeah. with my business partner uh, Edwin, uh, Edwin Kamau, and uh, it's been an interesting uh, journey so far. Oh. Uh, in the in the f uh, four years that uh, Circuit has been operational, uh, we've developed uh, retail uh, apps, we've developed uh, fintech apps. Uh, We've also uh, developed uh, agri-tech apps. 
speaking of agritech uh, apps, we developed one with uh, Cynthia right here for Lima Links. Okay. Hmm. Cynthia, is that something you're not telling us? <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia, in every space. Are you Can sure you don't have the Range Rover? I have been everywhere. Are you sure you don't have a Range Rover? It is yeah. there, a miniature one. <laughs> a 2D one. Yeah. <laughs> so recently, uh, Circuit uh, developed uh, an app called AppTourney uh, for a subsidiary business that we've uh, um, incorporated mm. uh, called AppTourney uh, Limited. Mm. Uh, and why this space? Uh, we believe uh, legal tech in Zambia has uh, basically been neglected. Yeah. Um, the apps that are currently in use are quite dated and we thought we could bring a, a little bit of uh, modern technologies uh, in terms of uh, machine learning, natural mm. language processing mm. to this space so that we could make uh, that legal information very mm. user-friendly uh, for the ordinary Zambian. Upturney mm. uh, is, is an interesting uh, business for us and we also see the excitement in uh, in our users, mm. uh, we're getting a lot of uh, positive uh, reviews from our users, but now it's about taking the business from where it is to the general population because our core belief is that uh, basically justice should not be rationed. But uh, a little bit more on that later. Mm. I'll, I'll dive right into uh, uh, probably what is uh, our core topic for today, which is uh, scalability. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So scalability uh, for circuit basically has been uh, not looking at one particular vertical in technology, but looking at multiple verticals. Like I've said, we've, uh, we've developed for FinTech, uh, AgriTech, and now we are in, in LegalTech. And uh, it keeps getting more and more interesting for us. And uh, just about now we are venturing into the field of AI and uh, we should be able to develop uh, very interesting apps in that area. Uh, another area of scalability for our business is uh, uh, we're looking at the African region basically, we're not just looking for developing in Zambia. Some of our successful business models can be replicated to other African countries. Yeah, and I know we had like a really long conversation before uh, before the recording started about the potential of the sub-Saharan market. Uh, we had this conversation in other episodes as well. Mm -hmm. We talked about the mobile growth space, uh, when we talked about gaming, how many people now have access to internet and how the growth rate is basically quadrupling and yeah. so on and so forth. It's really interesting. And because of today's topic, it makes things a lot interesting. I know like a lot of us like are in spaces where we don't really think about it sometimes, but scalability is really like an issue. I, I do, but uh, not, I, I don't think not it's on not the... It's not the issue. Okay. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but like for real, scalability is never the issue, especially right now for... No, but the, the argument is no. it should be the issue. Yeah, it should be the issue. Uh, the argument is you should be prepared yeah, from the for beginning. when it becomes oh, an true, issue. True, I, I do agree that mm. I think we should be prepared, but more of the issue is actually... Um, Gain, like even just traction, even just getting the product out, mm -hmm. you know. Scalability is obviously a big issue. Okay, so, uh, no, go ahead. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask, and if, 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 if like, uh, you can't speak about this, uh, that's fine, but like, how do you handle, uh, like, preparing for scalability from a technical point of view? 
that because I'm actually really curious about that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think I think you should you should charge him for this. Okay. <laughs> so technologically, for us, um, scalability is about how do we look at the applications we are developing. Mm -hmm. Are we developing for today, or we want to develop applications that ten years down the line will still be still in use? Mm -hmm. So, a lot has happened in the time that I've been developing to aid uh, scalability. Uh, cloud uh, native applications, for for instance, yeah. have just right. made uh, life easier for for developers. Yeah. Uh, right. Developer operations, for example, Dev DevOps. Uh, has also uh, improved quite significantly mm. in the past few years. Yeah, and we are incorporating uh, most of these technologies uh, in our uh, general operations of our business. So in terms of uh, cloud native, we talk about uh, Docker and uh, Kubernetes that we use quite uh, extensively. Uh, and uh, on Kubernetes, for example, we enable auto-scaling which then takes a lot of the load from the from the yeah, developer. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's you huge. just let the machine do uh, do its thing, True. right? Yeah. Mm. I guess I guess it, it comes down to the technologies you're using, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like even with uh, AWS it it's like basically the people that are providing you with these services have <coughs> scalability and things like fault tolerance in mind when you know yeah you're building things on their platforms yeah and there's a lot of focus on testing as well uh yeah. tdd is a is a big deal test driven development so mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tdd is like a is like a big deal mm -hmm. uh stress testing as well i had yeah. a few conversations with some uh some guys from overseas and there's the, the dynamic is very interesting like i'm in a space right now where uh, testing is not at the forefront of development, for example, mm -hmm. and I know that's a, that, that's 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 a, that's that's a lot in that's 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 a lot that's happening in a lot of spaces as well. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll admit, like most spaces have been, like testing is not really at the top. Scale is not really at the top. No, it's not. You so make it, yeah. get traction, True. and then and then you scale. Fix the scaling and that's, issue. That's that's definitely a yeah. a problem, right? Like people are more focused on okay my app works okay fine and i think we've talked about this on previous episodes right mm -hmm. where like once your app is working mm -hmm. you're like okay i i i think i've done the bulk of the the, the, yeah. the work and then, and then five more people <laughs> try to access your your <laughs> your app and it, yeah. it, 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 it breaks down you know yeah. so yeah i think like we we kind of need to like start pushing uh towards taking these things into consideration like you need to understand that you're not just building like like you so eloquently put it you're not just building it for today you're building it for the next 10 years mm -hmm. so you need to understand that your application is going to grow in terms of the clients it's serving and also another issue i touched on was devops so uh, i think it's uh, important uh, that developers incorporate uh, devops into their uh, overall uh, work strategy because uh, with continuous uh, integration and continuous delivery you can always ensure that your bug fixes are timely for example new features uh, the, the pipeline for for uh, the, their movement from development all the way to the end user is also also timely mm. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm curious sorry um I'm, I'm more of a ui ux guy okay scalability um does it have any implications on our end or is it mostly a back-end a back-end thing um, well, it, it, I think uh, it uh, it also touches on UI and UX because uh, you might want to 
include a new feature Features, in yeah. your in yeah. your new application, or you you might want to um, uh, basically improve the layout. Yeah. So in that in that regard, how do those changes then get mm. to their end users? Okay. And uh, by incorporating a dev a DevOps uh, strategy, strategy yeah. then you can ensure that those updates are timely for the end users as well. Yeah. And also, obviously, uh, this is uh, 2019. Mm. You cannot have an interface that was developed in uh, 1999, for example. Sure, sure. Mm. Okay, but my question is, where do you start? Like, it's it's. Um, we throw all these terms around, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we talk about scalability. We talk about uh, load balancing. We talk about uh, monolith architecture. We threw in Kubernetes just now and Docker and all this stuff. Yeah. Like looking at the landscape now, and this comes from all the community work that we do. Like most of us here do a lot of community work. Mm -hmm. And when we go to meetups, people have no idea what this stuff is. Where do you start from though? Yeah. I think Mokum has already put part of the answer in, in yeah. his statement. We, we, most of us are doing community um, work, right, so to speak. Um, so it should start with us identifying what our, our developers are in need of. Then we strategically create uh, trainings based on those things. Mostly I've noticed we, we dwell on um, the coding, what language are you coding in? Uh, how well are you able to document? Yeah. But we're not talking about the testing part. Teach the developers how to, to do test-driven development. Mm -hmm. They should also look at scalability. I know most of our developers, uh, unfortunately, are looking at developing only for the local environment. But we need to change the, the, our mindset. We should be looking at developing for the rest of the world, not just Zambia. Yes, it's good to also do solutions that are solving issues that we have here, but may, as we are developing those, can we also look at making them scalable enough to be used elsewhere? Like, for instance, if uh, there was somebody who was talking of... Um, right now, there's been actually many talks about payment systems and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's not only us who are facing that issue. Maybe even Malawi, our neighbors, are facing the same issue. Maybe yeah, Angola, yeah, Namibia. Yeah, most. So now imagine if you actually do an app that is really properly uh, done. It won't be just for Zambia. You can actually sell it out to other countries as well. Yeah. I've got a question, though. Does it matter what language you, you're coding in when it comes to like issues of scalability and stuff? Like, How much does it matter in the overall grand scheme of things? Um, honestly, I can't speak to that. I don't think it matters that much in the grand scheme of things, uh, because uh, basically scalability is about how much. And correct me if I'm if I'm if if if, if I'm saying the things that don't make sense. But how much your how many clients your application can serve, right? Mm -hmm. So if say for example you develop an application and your application today is serving 500 people and it's serving them no problem yeah. right as it's growing your 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 infrastructure needs to Change. yeah it needs to be able to adapt mm -hmm. to the increasing load to you know more and more people accessing your application so when when you when you're talking about like programming languages Again, I don't know. Maybe 
I don't know, maybe there's a difference if you're using Python and <laughs> and Kotlin, but like I don't really think the the, the, the the issue is that that's that's at the core of like how scalable your system is. Yeah. I think you make uh, you make very valid points there. Mm-hmm. But just perhaps one thing to add and maybe people don't look at this in terms of scalability. Uh, one consideration that we have is uh, looking at a language where you can easily find talent, right? Because part of scalability is ensuring that you can quickly build new features into, oh, your, into oh. your app. So in that, in that uh, regard, I think language can be a consideration. Yeah. We're pro-JavaScript, by the way, and uh, we, we, we have the JavaScript uh, stack uh, from front end to back end. Isn't everybody <laughs> pro-JavaScript these days? Like It's like the trending topic. It's like the trending language, right? Yes, yes. And some of the considerations, obviously, for <laughs> JavaScript uh, on the back end, for example, is uh, 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 microservices are very easy in, uh, in uh, Node.js as opposed to PHP, for example. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the things that uh, we can look at. So wait, have you implemented any microservices in your application? Like, for example, AppTurney? Yes, yes. So we, we basically, that's our new model of building. It makes sense mm-hmm. uh, that we don't have this monolith of an application. It makes sense to have microservices uh, dedicated to specific functionality. Mm. Okay. So, um, sorry, last question. Uh, I hope it doesn't turn into like a Q&A. <laughs> but because uh, I, was, I was thinking about it, right? Um, everything pros and cons, right? Yeah. One of the biggest issues with like uh, microservices and scaling large applications is uh, debugging, for example. Mm. So, like, have you guys had any issues with um, debugging and microservices playing a role from like a con perspective and not a not a pro? Mostly, it's uh, mostly it's on the pro side because mm. uh, uh, it's easier to debug when you're looking at a specific problem. So if, if we identify a problem uh, in, a, in, a, in a particular functionality, we can easily um, identify the microservice that's providing that functionality. Mm-hmm. And instead of looking at an entire code base or for the entire application, mm-hmm. we just look at that specific area. Uh, <coughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, because um, yeah, I, 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 I mean, ultimately, um, scalability should really be determined by, you know, how efficiently tasks are, you know, divided and broken down. Eh? Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, Elias should be able to do uh, one thing, I should be able to do another thing, but within the same app, efficiently. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, microservices. I'm, I'm 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 laughing because Python Kalisi. <laughs> I thought you were past that. Uh, no, I I brought it back. I came back. I'm back. <laughs> but, but in terms of Python, uh, I mean, there, the there are certain things that you yeah. can't beat Python on. Uh, data science, machine yeah. learning, etc. Yeah, definitely, definitely, like, certain languages are suited for certain things. Mm. Actually, um, it, uh, your question on whether scalability has something to do with programming languages, there are some programming languages, like uh, Scala, which are made in such a way that they actually provide you more tools to actually make scalability mm. easier for you to achieve, yeah. Mukuma, in terms of... Uh, Builder and the tools. I think with the with the rate at which programming languages are, yes. are being released, you just have to choose yeah. what tool you have choose to use, right? Oh yeah, we had this conversation on uh, 
uh, on the on episode what eight, right? We talked about uh, uh, specializing, specialization, yeah. and uh, jack of all trades. Like the rate, I mean, have you seen the road uh, to JavaScript? Like getting into JavaScript. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how many th- react? Mm. I was, I was I was I was talking about this I think on the same episode like uh Dart comes out mm-hmm. and like I'm like like I'm now thinking to myself okay now I'm proficient at Kotlin I'm like and then they come out with Dart and you're now thinking to yourself wow like mm-hmm. just when just when you're thinking like okay I'm getting good they come out with something that is supposed to like take over everything that Kotlin it, it's not it's not but but i'll tell you something about that uh-huh. it's something that i'm excited about and for this particular reason uh, google is investing heavily on in it uh As google's new operating system fuchsia yeah yes it will be released maybe four years from now uh and it's going to power everything iot and uh mobile devices yeah. laps- laptops etc etc so it's, it's a good time to get into that i think yeah, but, but then, if you remember, by then there'd be <laughs> no. Listen, here's 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 the issue. Here's the issue, right? And uh, yeah, like that's actually the reason why initially I was thinking about getting into Dart. I'm I'm not anymore. But uh, you 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 see like kind of where the language is going. So you see it with uh, we saw it with JavaScript, right? Mm-hmm. JavaScript once once you were able to do JavaScript full stack. And then all these frameworks started coming out, and then all these tools that, like, you, now you're starting. Yeah, now you're starting to think to yourself, this is something that I could invest a lot of time in, become really good at, mm-hmm. and I know that it's going to serve me in the future. And Dart is looking like that, but again, Kotlin was looking like that mm-hmm. when they introduced it into Android Studio, and whatnot. And I think it's still there because, like. The thing with Kotlin is it still works on the JDK and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's basically like you're coding in Java, except you're not because <laughs> Java sucks. But yeah, like my point is like I, I I think it's it's good to look into like branching into like new languages, especially languages like Dart, which also is being used for uh, the front end framework that flutter. lets you yeah flutter yeah, exactly so like clearly there's a future for dart but again you have to look at like the landscape the landscape you know um you just reminded me of what happened <laughs> you know uh this is an ongoing conversation every time we talk about picking a platform or a framework or a language for like building uh, uh building uh like an application or whatever mm-hmm. actually we're still discussing that in terms of building like a website for the co- the podcast for example like we're still on the platform the let's use dart <laughs> <laughs> and i was actually going to get into angular because angular one you know angular two uh, angular two uh, js and so on and so forth then angular four then five, six, seven, and now eight. And now eight. And in Wait, terms of scale, yeah, <laughs> guys, like we talked about this two years ago. Like, look at uh, how it hurt a lot of companies that were already building applications using Angular. Angular to Angular too, like it screwed over a lot of companies. No, I'll tell you one thing: we we still have apps that run on Angular one because yeah. for the work in Angular yeah. one, and, and it doesn't make sense to break them. You know, that's yeah. that's the thing. Uh, if it works, don't break it. <laughs> that's build a product that works. Eh? Mm, mm. I think uh, a lot of times as developers we get hung up 
mm. on What's the integrities. Yeah, mm. the languages. Like I don't know how many languages we've mentioned just here, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's how people mm. are. People are capitalizing by just knowing what product is needed mm. and then mm. finding the right means to build it. Mm. But jumping into that and mm-hmm. talking about what I just said, if someone's using Angular 1 in 2019 and it's working just fine, what's the growth metric like? Like in terms of applying new ways, okay, simple things, authentication, for example. Mm-hmm. From authentication into when you talk about Kubernetes and cloud infrastructure, like yeah, yeah, yeah. what kind of features are available for Angular 1 that will help you actually so, scale? So like support. Yeah, like even just support. Yeah, yeah. And this is where Docker comes in because Docker is really agnostic in terms of yeah. what framework or what technology you're using. Mm-hmm. As long as you de- dockerize that app, you can uh, basically future-proof it. Thank you for I mentioning Docker. Could yes. we have an episode, please, on Docker? Yes, please. I uh, high five. I I, I agree. I, virtual high five. Uh, virtual. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> no, like for real. Like containerization is like it's really just. It's 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 a really big deal. And once 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 you start understanding all the things that it can do for not only how you develop your apps but also your workflow mm-hmm. it's yeah so definitely we need to do an episode on docker fun Again. fact yeah. apple is using uh still using angular one on one of their platforms no oh. apple mm-hmm. is using angular yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay wow i didn't but know you, that but you realize that a lot of these like platforms are kind of like crossing over like there's no real yeah, yeah distinction. like, like this people are using whatever yeah. Like the rivalries thing is, on. it's yeah. really just yeah. like us that, like for them, they're running a business. Whatever yeah, works for them, mm. works for them. Yeah. The rivalry you know is, is amongst us who are locked in the individual yeah. ecosystem. Which is what they want, yeah. but from their their point of view, like it really they're doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fine with them. Yeah. I love what Microsoft is doing as well in the open space. Uh, yeah. Space, yeah. Yeah. Open, uh, open source space. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're the largest but contributor to open source, by the way. That would be huge. That was last year, I don't know now. Yeah, I think Microsoft, just what Microsoft are doing, like even just as a company, like they've seen the future. What's their CEO's name again? Sajja, ah, Sajja Natal. Yeah, like he's ever since he came in, like everything is changing, yeah. even the whole open source. Push and do you remember how much in. crap he got for, for when he just came in? Just the flat design, just yeah, the flat design. Mm-hmm. Like know? he got so much. I, I, I honestly think it was unfair at the time mm-hmm. because now you're looking at Microsoft and the trajectory, like even, uh. As as you know, I'm a gamer. Mm. Some of you might know, some of you might not. As you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, as you know. Guys, let's don't say Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're a gaming platform. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, they recently dropped uh, Halo. Well, they didn't drop it. They said that they're going to drop it on uh, PC. Yeah, it was huge. But it was even huger because they're not only dropping it on the Microsoft Store, they're dropping it on Steam, which is a direct competitor for the Microsoft Store. And they've been doing this a lot, right? Confusing. And it's, it's, it's basically just saying, look, we want it to be available wherever it can be available. Like, they're, they're, they're actually, like, in, 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 in really good relationships with a lot of these companies. Yes, and that's what they're doing. I was showing you something of uh, how they killed their streaming service, uh, Groove. I didn't even know that oh, was a streaming yeah, service. Oh, it's Groove. Oh, yeah, it's Groove. Yeah. Ah, so I remember Groove. Finally, Groove, Groove died. And they're actually encouraging their users to use Spotify. Ah. So that's what they're doing. Speaking of apps dying, Allo died too, by the way. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. What's Allo? We barely knew you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, Google Allo was basically like a... 
like uh, an iMessage. Yeah. Yeah, except it uh, yeah. it wasn't as good. No, no, I think it was brilliant. <laughs> it just didn't have any uptake. Look, Allo was a really good idea, but then they fragmented it with the other one, the video one. What was it called? Mm, Duo. Duo. So you have your Allo, you have your Duo, then you have your native texts. And this is the problem that I think across the board Google has and issues with. You have your with. Plus. Yeah, you have your Google Plus, you have your Hangouts. Like, what are you supposed to use? The reason iMessage works is not because it is this revolutionary thing. It's because when I go to my text messages and I'm texting you, it's going to recognize that this guy doesn't have an iPhone. Green bubble. Send him a text. When I'm texting someone else, someone who has an iPhone, it's going to be like, Oh, this is an iPhone user. Okay, automatically switch to iPhone, uh, iMessage rather. And then you get the perks of iMessage with that when you see that it's a blue bubble. So it's, 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 it's that different approach uh-huh. that I think is the biggest. I'm not emotional, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about gaming, right? That's the first platform where scalability was the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Like the whole decentralization in servers and whatnot and all this stuff with online gaming. Yeah, yeah. it started from there. Yeah, I mean, because it's, 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 it's an issue. Like, nowadays, they have all these betas, which I just think are glorified demos. But, like, mostly they're testing for scalability, right? They're testing to see that, okay, if we put this out and a bunch of people access it at the same time, Minecraft. is it going to break? Mm. You know? So, yeah. Let's, 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 let's appreciate the impact gaming has had on scale, yeah. Yeah, scalable infrastructure. Also, your life for life. Yeah. Anyway, jabs aside. <laughs> so, uh, oh, was that a jab? I thought you were just stating facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am curious as to what different approaches we know of scalability. The AWS manages this. And basically what it does is you have your little, like, virtual, uh, you know... Uh-huh. Thing. I don't want to start using technical terms. Yeah. Then you have different like ECs, you have different like instances, right? And then what it does is it scales accordingly. So yeah. if you, if it notices that a bunch of traffic is coming in and stuff like that, then it adds an instance and stuff like that. Yeah, so basically, so the, the, vertic- the vertical is also called scaling up, right? Mm-hmm. Horizontal is called scaling out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ah. vertical. <laughs> oh, okay. No, just, <laughs> you, you just you just got it. Huh? No, no. I just remembered this from like uh, you know the holy grail of software engineering, um, Somerville. Somerville. Yeah, yeah. The 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 software exactly engineer. What said the software engineer's uh, bible. I have still have that book by the way on my desk. Eighth or seventh? Uh, seventh. Yeah, I think I have eighth on mine. Holy grail. Yeah. <laughs> It was what Mokuma said, you know, where you're using the same machine, but then the the scaling out, as it emphasizes, you're now going to be using distributed uh, infrastructure. Mm. Yes. Nodes, instances. Yeah. Well, in your opinion, which which would you... In practice, we found that uh, horizontal scaling is uh, more effective. Uh, because if you scale up one one instance, mm. um, you c- still create a bottleneck, right? Mm-hmm. If that instance uh, goes down, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Whereas uh, if you scale, if you scale horizontally, yeah. one instance goes down, you can still you save your application. Yeah. 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 So that 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 adds like uh, fault tolerance to mm. to your system, right? Yeah. Tactic. So, 
yeah. as well as cost. Uh, there's also a cost benefit because if you have um, multiple smaller instances, mm-hmm. uh, obviously you have a, a better cost management than to have one huge uh, instance. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I so we're talking about like the different platforms and how like you can make your system uh, as scalable when uh-huh. using certain tools. So like uh, one of the big things that like when like you're doing this research, I found like AWS actually scales down to reduce the cost. If so, take for example, um, what example can I give? Okay, take uh, the Global Game Jam, right? Uh-huh. The Global Game Jam is the perfect example of. Uh, a site that needs to scale up but also needs to scale down at yeah. certain points because during the global game jam it gets clogged absolutely hammered mm-hmm. right they they get hit like for 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 that weekend period mm-hmm. with so much so they need yeah. to scale up during okay. that period so but then the rest of the year yeah. like almost no traffic yeah. well i yeah. i don't know if it's almost no traffic i i can't speak to how much traffic they get but it's relatively less right mm-hmm. so to reduce cost, you don't want to be running like this big system, mm. like having like all these things that are eating up money uh, for the sake of you no, know, when the global game jam happens, happens. we're yeah, going to be ready. Yeah. Nah. So like there's uh, okay. that whole. So I don't know um, <clears throat> if you can if you can speak to to that. I I I, I I'm, I'm skirting around asking you specifically what <laughs> what technology. Well, it's, it, I think it's also application specific. Mm-hmm. So there are applications that are very hungry for resources that yeah. obviously you have to scale up. Uh, gaming is one of them. Yeah. Uh, crypto mining is another application, obviously, that you need to scale up. Uh, but um, if you talk about generally saving um, saving information to clients, uh, most mobile apps, Facebook, for example, um, it makes sense to to save that application from multiple uh, smaller instances. Yeah. Hmm. Really interesting. Um, before, like, application scaling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not just servers or instances. What about like at a database level? Like, do we have some kind of insight on how scalability affects an application from that from that perspective? I'm gonna say it. I'm, I'm gonna talk about AWS. It's what I know. Poster <laughs> <laughs> boy. Tools, eh? <laughs> uh, so, um, like, for for databases, I think it's uh, how can I how can I say? It's uh, a bit different. So I think you can also have different instances of your your databases, right? Mm-hmm. As long as there's that uh, you know roundabout communication where if something is changed on this then the backups should be changed as well uh, yeah exactly uh but then there's things like uh in aws it's like the s3 bucket so that's where like you store your like big files so it's like uh, uh it's a bucket uh, of, of, of stuff that you store and then your database is basically referencing that stuff and stuff like that uh for 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 that i don't i don't really know um how the backups were I'm, I'm i'm still i'm still like getting deep into aws but i don't really know how the backups work for that uh data so example uh netflix is i think the biggest user of aws mm-hmm. uh right now 
Um, so their database basically manages like, you know, user information and like user catalogs and stuff like that. And then the actual video files are on the S3 bucket. So they have different instances of like, I don't want to call them containers, but like kind of like, yeah, I, I guess I'll call them containers. Uh, and then in those containers, they're like uh, different EC2s and different S3s and different like uh, databases that are basically uh, like a copy of what exists in a, a different container, which has instances of its own, right? So if you're accessing Netflix from Zambia, you're not accessing it from the same, um, what are they called? Uh, let's say you're not accessing it from the same data center, but uh, that data center has a bunch of different containers that is backing up your stuff, making sure that if one instance goes down, there's the, there's that word again, fault tolerance, right? It's, 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 it's able to adapt and say, okay, this instance is down, go to the next one. And because your in, the instances of your databases are communicating with each other, you, it's scalable because mm -hmm. when a bunch of people are hitting it, they're not all hitting yeah, the same, same one, yeah. but it's also fault tolerant. So if one goes down, it can reroute you to, to another one. To another one. Okay. It's interesting. You mentioned, um, Netflix stack. Um, I'll share the, cause they do, they do make it very open in terms of what kind of technology they're using yeah. for the, yeah. for the infrastructure. Yeah. So if anyone's curious about that, I'll post a link as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also, d uh, just one thing in terms of d uh, database uh, scalability, something that startups can uh, take advantage of. A database as a service works brilliantly. Uh, that way, you don't have to manage the database on your own. Uh, your backups are taken care of, your replication is taken care of. All you need to do is just connect to the API. Hmm. And that's actually pretty good for like one man, two man teams with yeah. Yeah, no true, money. True. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was just thinking the same. Hmm. That's interesting. So we kind of got into like uh, scalability across industries. We talked about uh, streaming services. Yeah. Uh, we touched a little bit about uh, gaming as well. Mm -hmm. uh, general mobile apps. And I, and I don't know what the plan is. Like for the mobile apps that you're building, App Training, for example, like is there like a plan in terms of scalability? Like what's, what's, what's your like three to five year plan looking like? I don't know if I'm allowed to ask that kind of question though. I'm just curious. <laughs> well, not answer specifically about our expansion plans, but uh, just to say that um, obviously we're not looking at Zambia alone as a market. We're looking at scaling to other African countries. Um, then uh, technologically, uh, technologically uh, we're looking at scalability in terms of uh, growing the user base even locally here in Zambia and having the necessary instruments in place to ensure that as our user uh, base grows, uh, our resources can auto-scale. Okay, this is off the topic of scalability. It's, it's a question that I've been wanting to ask you <laughs> in, in terms of app, app Tony, right? Mm -hmm. uh, currently, it's in English only, right? Yes. I, I, are you thinking of, because I'm, I'm looking at, it, it's providing information about the laws of Zambia, right? And as a citizen, I, I need to know. Mm -hmm. So now we have citizens that actually do not, are not really conversant with English. Mm -hmm. Are you looking into translating some of these laws, especially the common ones that every citizen at least should know? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's one thing that personally I've been grappling with in terms of technology. Um, I've been grappling with, does it make sense to 
translate, translate. because can can people who do not read english can they read local, yeah, local language, language yeah. yeah that's some, one question some do okay yeah I've, I've met some that actually do my grandmother was one of them <laughs> funny enough she could actually read the the bemba words but the english ones not so good Okay. Yeah, yeah, because what's also interesting is um, when we look at, let's say, the, the trajectory in terms of education, right? Uh, I know we're focusing on local languages in different provinces and stuff like that, but then it's like a, it's a, it's a duality, like it's both English and the local language. Yeah. So it sounds like a luxury. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a luxury <laughs> to like translate because yeah. if you can build in one language and eventually everybody like, come on, we're pushing education for all. Yeah. Like we're building more schools. Yeah. Like, how, what is the what is the base right now in terms of potential users, and what would it be like in the next three to five years? And if you look at those numbers, would education have penetrated even more? Like, how many more literate people would we have, and so on and so forth? And uh, in in terms of that translation, well, it it would make sense for Avtani to mm. to translate if that then uh, translates to. Um, a growth in the user base. Okay. Uh, there was actually a, a platform that uh, Bongo Hive worked on uh, called ba uh, Bantu Babo. Bantu Babo, yeah, I heard about that. Is that, that still mm. online or not? I'm not quite sure. I would have to check. Because it would make sense to make that a service and then uh, then local apps could then basically yeah. integrate Just with Just integrate yeah. With, yeah. The, with that and... Mm. Uh, yeah, it makes the, 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 the whole process easier if you're just integrating something that already mm. does the job for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and sorry, um, just to go off topic as well, not, well, not off topic of scalability. Like, how, how keen are your um, stakeholders like, to get on board? Like, I'm uh, talking of the, the, the major ones. Like, um, have you had any um, feedback from labs? Are they fully involved? Yes, yeah, so we 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 work closely with us. Uh, we actually initially unveiled Aptrani at the last year's uh, LAS AGM. Yeah, okay. Yes, and uh, we we have a working partnership with them mm. uh, where they support us uh, in in whichever way they can to ensure that our application is successful. Yeah, because uh, I was thinking that's, that's, that's a huge opportunity. Yes. Like my dad has this library just used volumes and volumes. <laughs> like if you could just get the app on his phone and you know, search for whatever case or, you know, stuff mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that, that, that would go a long way. I, I, I know there are those cars, Lego discs and, you know, that's hectic. So yeah, I was, I was curious. Guys, cars, Lego is like a, it's like a big deal. Like there's, uh, there's an ICT, uh, Law uh, that was passed last year. So if you don't, if you don't know that, yeah, it would be it would be great to know. Yeah, yeah so as well as other systems that are being implemented. Which I said, yeah. It's called the Information and Communications uh, Technology Association of Zambia. It has. Mm -hmm. It was actually passed. Yeah, yes. it passed last year. Yeah. No, obviously, because as you know, if you're working in the industry, you now have to register. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So there's an AGM coming up. <laughs> I think if it's not in April, it should be in May. I'm not sure. Anyway, so um, if you want to listen to more shows, we're on 10 platforms. Uh, one Spotify, one uh, Google Podcasts, one Stitcher, one Breaker, one Radio Republic. Uh, coming soon to um, TuneIn as well. Oh, yeah, and Spotify. That's if you're like Elias who like... So we're on Twitter, we're at CodecastZM, we're on Instagram, CodecastZM, and we're on Facebook, and that's CodecastZambia.
that's if you want to catch us there so we have a website abjourney.org and then we also we also have a presence on the ios uh, app store as well as on the google play store that's cool. huge that's mm-hmm. huge thanks and your personal plug like we plug like social media at the end of the podcast so, like a tradition uh, now. Uh, that's both uh, facebook and uh, twitter is j-o-r <laughs> underscore Please don't E-L-I let us to get their pen three and paper. Six zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's Bones on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Is there an underscore in Bones? Yes, between yeah. Sour and Bones. Ah, okay. I feel like you should have stated the, the, the mm. underscore. Fair enough. Okay. Mine is <coughs> Python Khaleesi. No underscore, no dashes, no forward slashes. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... Um, <laughs> Zambian underscore yeah straightforward what's up with you men and underscore huh no guys we're not doing this 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 is reaching anyway uh this it's this is where it ends we'll catch you guys on the next one codecast out (laughs) you've been listening to codecast zambia brought to you by agora code Visit agoracode.community for more information or like us on Facebook. That's at Code Agora. We're on Twitter too, at Code Agora.